This is Y nada más A Real Madrid Podcast Welcome to Y Nada Más, uh, Real Madrid Podcast. I am your host, Eric Rivera, and it is uh, good to be back on the podcast after, I think it's been about two weeks. Um, I think January 26th was the last time I did the podcast. Actually, we had just, um, I believe we had just, looking back at the January 24th, so we had just, it was before we beat... Atletico Madrid uh, in the Copa del Rey quarterfinal and everything seemed like it was going back on track and obviously, well, it didn't. Um, but with that said, I mean, I think there's a lot more things to talk about than, than what's going on there. I mean, there's there's a ton of different things, a ton of different uh, things that are being talked about now outside of, you know, outside of just football, you know. Um, there's a lot of bad blood. There's a lot of attitude. There's a lot of things going on. And then, uh, you know, some of you reactionary Madridistas just losing your minds over everything. You know, uh, people are already saying that Barcelona is going to be the champion when there's what, something like 18 games left in the season. Um, you know, yeah, sure. I guess the stats say that, uh, Real Madrid has never come to ba come back from a, an eight-point deficit, um, but this is a strange time right now. This is a strange, like, you know, I'm always trying to be the positive one here, but it's a strange time, I think. Uh, Barcelona, you know, with this La Liga season, I mean, there's teams that are doing well. There's teams that are crashing, Then uh, they seem like they're doing well. They're not playing all that great sometimes, and they still are able to grind out wins. We play okay sometimes we can grind out wins then sometimes we have to get do come back from behind then we have to do you know and uh i think it's a strange la liga season because a lot of teams are you know i think real madrid and barcelona are underperforming although barcelona obviously is doing much better than a lot of people expected them to do and obviously now they're eight points clear real madrid is definitely underperforming And then other teams, you know, Real Sociedad, uh, Real Betis, you know, even though it's funny because even though a lot of those teams lost this weekend. This weekend we saw the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth placed teams lose points in La Liga. The only team that did not lose points in La Liga was uh, Barcelona. So they've been able to, you know, ride high, but they've been able to ride high and essentially – Once again, man, I'm not going to give – I mean, I'll give them credit. I'll give them credit for doing what they're doing with a team that's been, uh, you know, that's been sort of slapped together. But um, but they're finding their way, and that's something that, you know, you got to give them kudos because we as Real Madrid have not been, to been able to sort of replicate, I would say, the attitude and the good form we had last season. Uh, we haven't been able to do it this season Is it more of the same, uh, or is it that uh, how would how would somebody had put it as the uh, second season woes uh, for Ancelotti again? You know, after having a phenomenal first season, uh, you know, the first time you were around, it was during his second season where he started, you know, not doing as well, 
uh, which eventually got him sacked. And then you also had him, um, now you have him doing a great during the first uh, part of the, sorry, the first season that he was uh, back for Real Madrid and not having a great season this second time. And now there's a lot of narratives uh, or things being said about, you know, who knows what where this stuff is being leaked from. But I have my, I have my ideas, which is, you know, basically Real Madrid. You know, sometimes I don't agree with the way we... Um, Things the board does, um, you know, I'll, I'll say that I think Florentino is a great president for the club when it comes from a business perspective. Um, and I will never hate him for that. And I'll never slander him for that like some other Madridistas do, because I believe some of you think that you could run a club better than this man can. Uh, besides the fact that he's a billionaire and uh, a, a guy who has been running the club and multiple time, you know, we've already run multiple titles under him. Um, and he's essentially been able to keep this club out of, you know, suffering financially when other clubs around the world are suffering financially. Um, and you know, our rivals are, 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 are suffering financially. Sometimes what it is, is that when you're, you know, I, I had this whole thing where I was thinking about it and it's just like, sometimes I think it's, it's difficult for people to differentiate, you know, the, their fan view of things as looking at from a sporting perspective and then looking at, at the, oh, at the end of the day, it's a business too. And it needs to be run as a business. You know, if, if this isn't FIFA, you know, this isn't, you know, EA sports FIFA, this is not, uh, you know, pro evolution soccer or whatever, you know, games you're playing. It's not football manager. It's not something that you can just come in and, you know, you have, spend all the money you want and buy the best players in the world. And, you know, that's, you can spend all the money and then there's not going to be any repercussions. You know, that's just not the way the real world works. And as much for as much money as these guys have, um, or Real Madrid says they have, I mean, I don't know, man, a lot of you guys, it's, it's like you're insiders and you know, the books and you know, what's on the books and you know what they owe, you know, what the overheads are, you know, you know, essentially, you know, what the costs of everything of operating a club like this are, and then how they can manage to bring in, you know, um, players or whatnot. Um, I think in, in a way there are things that, that I agree with people. I think there are shortcomings definitely in this club that need to be fixed. You know, I am angry. I mean, I'm just as, well, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm just as angry as some of you because some of you lose your minds completely when you, when you're thinking about Madrid, but um, I agree. I agree. There's, there's things I need you know, the, the fullback situation needs to be fixed. Definitely. We need another striker, a backup striker or two backup strikers. If it's possible, we need an out and out right winger. Um, you know, definitely we need to start. Um, I mean, and we're seeing it a little bit more now, but we need to start phasing out. And as much as it pains me, you know, the, the, the likes of Kroos and the likes of Modric are really going to be there to sort of usher in a new, uh, midfield. Um, I don't think we have a creative, a very creative midfielder like with the likes of, uh, like the likes of Modric or Kroos or you know Isco back in his day, you know, um, you know before he left and has been in complete shadow of himself, you know. Um, Benzema obviously can't do everything at 35 years old. Um, you know, we we definitely miss him, and then Vinicius. Well, that's a whole other. Uh, opening up a whole other bag there with all the things that are going on around him. So, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that needs to be worked on. And obviously the board, I think, 
uh, they're not blind to it. They just choose to be blind to it. Um, they're, or they're doing that, um, in front of the cameras or behind the cameras or however you want to say it, they're doing it away. They're very silent in the way they operate. And we don't know exactly what it is they're planning or why they're operating the way they are operating. But at the end of the day, I think some of you guys think that, you know, you're just going to say, okay, we want uh, JAS out. Uh, we want, you know, Florentino out. We want the board to replace him. And this guy, like I always say on this podcast, I mean, I think this, this if you're a Real Madrid fan, you know, he's he's essentially God. And and, and, and the thing is, man, um, for this team, you know, uh, you're not going to get him out that easily. And whoever takes over for him is probably going to be somebody who's placed there by him. Um, I think the only way, you know, the only way we're going to see any changes when it comes to the board in Madrid like some real hardcore changes, like, you know, where, you know, his bidding is not going to be part of the the, the, the game anymore. It's really going to be if, you know, a lot of people get it up in arms or you have somebody, another very, very rich, very, very wealthy guy um, come in and, and kind of do what Florentino did back in his day um, when he first came onto the scene where, you know, you're, you're there's elections and there's somebody who's really going to be a threat, really going to be a challenger. And uh, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. And I think he's going to be placed there. And, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to do much about it as fans. And hopefully they do right by us. But I think Florentino obviously wants Real Madrid to win. I think JAS honestly wants Real Madrid to win. I think there are other factors at play um, that we don't know about. And it sucks. It sucks from a fan perspective. I understand how it sucks. It sucks that, that we can't get the players we want or we don't understand why at least, you know, you're not bringing in, uh, you know, you're not bringing in players um, to sort of serve as a backup, even if they're, even if they're cheaper players, players that can, that they, you know, um, players that can just serve that as a backup, you know, um, you know, why, or why are we not playing the players from Castilla? Why is this not happening? Why, let's say if, you know, I don't, you know, the, the, the whole deal with Cancelo, I mean, these are the things that the report, that the media has of, of Cancelo supposedly wanting to come to Real Madrid, of Lajovic uh, apparently from Juve wanting to come to Real Madrid, uh, and then, you know, them kind of shutting it down or pushing it aside. And I think it's ultimately because is Florentino really pulling and putting everything in one basket, uh, all the eggs in one basket and trying to go for Mbappe again? Is that like really some gigantic project that he's really trying to work and trying to get this kid over here? Um, is there really investing? Are they going to try and invest everything in Bellingham? I, I, I don't know. Um, but that's where it seems like like we're at right now. You know, um, it's just a lot of speculation, you know, and, and I don't think the Spanish media is going to do any better. There's just, you know, maybe the, there's insiders there that are going to tell you, you know, but we've seen all of that. We've seen that Mbappé was going to come. We've seen, you know, all sorts of talk that, you know, that was going to happen and then it never did. You know, it never materialized. And obviously, um, then nothing, nothing during the winter transfer window, you know, they're very happy with what they have. And I and I would say, you know, if everyone is healthy, if everyone is healthy, this team can definitely could, could essentially, for me, if this team was completely healthy, every single piece of this team was completely healthy and did not get injured and, um, you know, I, I definitely think they could make a run for La Liga. 
and they would have run made a run for La Liga since the beginning. But uh, there's a, there's other problems there too. There's 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 problems with I think with fitness. There's problems with mindset. Um, there's problems with attitudes and essentially the, you know the way the way they're approaching the game. There's personal problems. Um, there's this whole thing with Vinny, you know, um, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. I think around the scenes, and then you have aging players. So you know, in a perfect world, if everyone was healthy and running on all cylinders, I think this team makes for another La Liga run and defends their title. But that's just not the reality of the situation. And uh, I think the board—that's where the miscalculation is. The board should have um, foreseen this, you know. And I think they just wanted to do, they just kind of wanted to continue in the same vein as last year, even though last year we won everything by the skin of our teeth, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. Trust me. I'm not, I'm as frustrated as you guys, but, uh, I just try to think, think level headed sometimes instead of just screaming at the wall and, uh, you know, angry and getting on Twitter and, and, you know, putting up memes and slandering my players and, and all sorts of shit like that. I mean, I think it's there's a difference between passion and lunacy. There's a difference between, um, you know, just being reactionary and then actually being a fan. You know, I don't I don't know. You know, I think I think some of you like you've probably been following Madrid since some of you are younger, so I think you've been following Madrid since days where Cristiano and Benzema and Bale were were around, and and you were used to the winning ways. But other of you have seen that uh, that's not always the case with Real Madrid. You know, we don't always win everything, and we can't always win everything. The reality of the situation is that Real Madrid, for as good as they are, isn't going to win everything all the time. We want to, though. We definitely want to, and we should be making moves to do that. And I think that's what frustrates most of you is that it doesn't seem like you're doing moves to do that. But, um, and I think at this point it's because because of the stadium and all sorts of stuff that Florentino seems to want to leave well enough alone. But now, what kind of bothers me is that the you know reports are saying essentially that. If he loses the Club World Cup, they didn't like how he performed against Mallorca. They didn't like how the team performed against Mallorca. Uh, they didn't, they, you know, that if he loses the Club World Cup, then obviously his job is in danger, which I find kind of laughable at the end of the day, because as much as you might dislike Ancelotti, which I don't, I think he's a he's a great manager and you can talk about tactics and and, and all that stuff and, and, and him not having them. But uh, then again, you know, this is a guy who's one of one of the winningest coaches in, in uh, football. Um, so I don't know how any of you, you know, Monday morning quarterbacks, essentially, as we say here in the United States, could do any better with the team that he currently has at his disposal. Um, and by saying what I mean currently has at his disposal is that, you know, the other argument is, you know, people slander Ancelotti, slander our team, but at the same time say that the board hasn't done enough in bringing other players to, you know, back him up. Or back or, or or do or help him out. So essentially, he's he's operating with the only what the nineteen players apparently that he has that are fit because the other guys, I mean, guys like Hazard, guys like Mariano, they're guys that were not even put taking into consideration. Uh, Odrio Sola, were they're guys that were not taking into consideration because they're washed, they're finished. Um, you know, it it sounds so crazy to say that about Hazard, but it's the truth. Uh, you know, Mariano doesn't offer anything. Um, and if he did, you know, you're not doing him any service by keeping him on the bench all the freaking time. Um, even though, you know, obviously he's 
you know, he he's known that he's not wanted here and then he still wants to just sit there. But, hey, man, you know, we signed the contract. So that's business. That's the business side of things. You know, you sign in and, you know, you, you want a player to kind of play by the rules. But then if, uh, you know, and, and abide by his contract and everything when it's business wise. But then, you know, if he's not performing, then you want him out of the club and you, you shame him or whatnot. Um, I don't know. I'm saying a lot of shit, but uh, I'm frustrated too. I, I think it's been very depressing. Um, with that said, uh, you know, listen, guys, subscribe to the uh, audio version of the podcast on um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts, such as Twitter, um, such as Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio app, the iHeartRadio app, everywhere. You can find Inamas podcast. You can also find, if you're listening to us, you can also find the YouTube version of our podcast. Do us a huge favor. Hit the subscribe button. If you are on YouTube, subscribe to our podcast. If you have a YouTube account and you're listening right now, you can go check out the video version. You know, we're really, we're trying to get to the 1,000 subscribers. So please help us out and do that. Help us out getting up there and continuing to rise up the ranks. Listen, I haven't done a podcast. I promised myself I was going to do a podcast pretty much every single week in 2023. Um, and it's, you know, it just, my job gets in the way, but I'm going to continue. I don't want it to, to fall the wayside and be gone for a month or two or three weeks or whatever. So I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen, um, as much as I can, uh, cause I'm going to be doing a lot of, doing a lot of traveling soon, uh, for work. And hopefully I can still shoot and do stuff while I am away. But with that said, um, you know, my job is to continue doing this. I have a passion for this. You should follow your passions. You got to have discipline. You got to make sure you continue doing. If you guys want to do, anybody wants to do anything in life, they got to continue, you know, they got to be disciplined and do it whether they want to or not. Even though I'm like super fucking tired right now and didn't sleep last night. And I think it all is, has to do with the fact that I've just been thinking nonstop about everything that's going on with Real Madrid and everything that's going on with Vinicius. I just, Listen, man, I don't like to make things political, but I just fucking hate racism and I hate this like whole narrative that they've created around this poor kid. Um, you know, and people want to say he's deserving of it because, you know, he's provoking and then what is provoking and all these fucking blowhards in the Spanish media, which drive me nuts, you know, like El Chiringuito and all these pieces of shit over there, making sure, making just drive, you know, making a whole narrative out of this kid uh, that is completely unwarranted, you know, and um and, uh, you know, the Spanish Federation doing nothing when it comes to kicking and all this kind of crap. And, I, you know, listen, I don't like it. I don't like, you know, I'll talk about that in a second. So anyway, follow us on Inamas Podcast on Twitter, at Inamas Podcast on Facebook, also at YNM Podcast on Instagram. You can follow us at Inamas Podcast, obviously, on YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button there when you're on YouTube. And then you can also check us out uh, on the web at Inamas.net. Um that's where you can find all the uh, articles from Tromback. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have them on the podcast soon. I actually have wanted to do something with them. And then the other thing is, shout out to my good friend um, who I've been speaking to re recently, Tales of the Blanco. He's been putting up some videos on YouTube, guys. Go support the guy. Check him out. He's out there, I believe, in Azerbaijan. So shout out to him. Um, and he's been doing some good stuff. And, and I actually want to bring him at one point on the podcast too. And if we can work out the schedules because I'm here on the East coast of the United States and it's super late for them over there, but I am going to bring people on and what I'm going to do. And then the other thing he gave me a great idea is I think, um, hopefully 
Let's see. I think I'm going to try to do it. When is our next game? So our next game, our weekend game. So the game against Osasuna, Saturday, February 18th. I'm going to try to do the first, first watch along. So I'll do like basically a live. Hopefully I'll get joined by somebody from some from either Halal or Trombach or, or Tales of the Blanco and and have them on while we watch the game. And then you guys can sit there in the chat and, you know, spout off or whatever. So I'm going to do a live watch long and, and hopefully that'll be something cool we can do. Um, that'll be Saturday, February 18th, uh, at 3 PM. That's when I'm planning most likely to do that. Um, but we'll see what happens. But anyway, that's, I want to do one, obviously, like I said, during, during the game. Um, and then we have, well, I don't know. We have Wednesday. We have this week. We have uh, the Club World Cup. Anyway, I'll figure it out. But I want to do a watch along. And if you guys think that's a good idea, well, let me know. But that's kind of how I want to start bringing more people to the podcast. Anyway, with that said, listen. Um, since the last time I did the podcast, listen, Real Madrid beat Atletico 3-1. to one, And no justification. Listen, man, I'm, you know, the whole thing that happened around that thing was crazy, you know. There's no justification for racism, and I'm going to talk about it on this podcast, and if it gets long because I start ranting about it, just know that that's just how I feel. I've always felt that way. That's been my mindset since I was a kid. You know, I have no, absolutely just no tolerance for it. I grew up all over the world. I've grown up all over, you know, all in different countries, man. I've, I've, I've had friends from all walks of life. You know, I've had friends that were from Africa, like Ethiopian, essentially Korean, uh, Indian. I've had friends that are from every walk of life, every religion. And it absolutely just blows my mind that our people are so fucking ignorant that they just judge people on the color of their skin. And it blows my mind that it happens in professional sports too. But, uh, you know, I'm not surprised sometimes when, you know, this, the, the media in Spain just likes to foment stuff. And there's a lot of stuff I've seen in Spanish politics, in Spain as a whole that, you know, and it's not just Spain though, you know, I'm not, and it's not general, I'm not generalizing all Spanish people because I know that it's not true as well. Uh, but you see, you know, an uptick in racism all over, you know, Europe as well, you know, whether it's Italy or Spain and, um, you know, the Eastern, you know, Eastern, Eastern European countries, you see a lot of it too. Um, even in the UK, the United States, you know, we, we, we see it and it's something that has to be stamped out. But what I don't believe in is not trying to actually address the problem and kind of brushing it under the rug, which is what I feel Spain does. I feel Italy does it. And they just kind of say, they turn a blind eye and they say, no, we're not racist. You know, you're, you're, you're getting us all wrong. You know, uh, there's no racism. And it's kind of like when a bunch of Americans say that racism is dead in America when it's clearly not, you know, anyway, Real Madrid, Divisa, Atletico, uh, Madrid. And I was so happy for that because I, you know, absolutely hate this team. Now Atletico Madrid, there's just like, you know, they got, uh, you know, doing Heil Hitler salutes and Frente or whatever you call them, the the, 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 the ultras there, hanging the doll of Vinicius from a bridge. Listen, man, it's it's just disgusting and they ha it has no place in football. And Atletico Madrid should do a better job in addressing that fact and getting those ultras out of the stadium. Out of the stadium, banning them the same way Florentino did, the same way Barcelona did. Uh, you know, they, they, they got rid of the ultras, get them out of there, man. Those people have no place. I don't care. You know, that's not passion. Once again, I say it's lunacy. Those are, those people are lunatics. They're pricks, man. They're just straight up pricks, you know, and they don't have any reason to be in this sport, in this game, in the stadium. And Spain has to do a better job. The Federation has to do a better job 
of calling these people out, getting them, and if they catch you on camera, which I'm sure they do because we're in a modern era and cameras are everywhere, you catch somebody on camera doing that shit, and I don't, you know, it's, there's no, there's no three, you know, one, two, three strikes you're out. It's an immediate ban, gone from the stadium. You can never come back for the rest of your life, or make it a period if you don't want to be that drastic. But there's just absolutely no justification for racism. There's no quarter for racists. I will give no quarter to racists. I am glad. Vinny dumped on them after he scored. I am, you know, in that 3-1. I am glad he basically, you know, if, you know, they said he called out the stands and that wasn't, he wasn't even calling out the stands, but that's the Spanish media for you. The narrative that they try to say that he was pointing at the fans, the away fans, when the away fans were in the stands behind him. So, but either way, I'm glad he scored on them and that team, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, they have good players on that team that probably have nothing to do with this business. But the team as a whole and the fan base, not the team as a whole, I'm sorry, the, 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 the team, the, the management of the team needs to address it and they need to get rid of those people. Um, but listen, I'll get into more of a racism chat later because, you know, I'm just heated about, like I said, about the narrative that many people in the Spanish press have built around Vinny and how it's somehow his fault that all of this is happening. Uh, you know, for me, luckily, racism is a disease that it needs to be stamped out and never tolerated. And Spaniards like to pussyfoot around this issue and act like it's not a problem. You know, not like, again, not generalizing all Spaniards. And and part of me wants to actually stop watching La Liga sometimes, you know, and, and I was reading some tweets today about, you know, and, and just hope completely that they completely sink because they're already not doing as well currently. But. You know, there's other things going on there, obviously, that are causing that. But I, and sometimes I, I, even though I'm a Real Madrid fan, it's almost like I want them to completely sink. Regard, hopefully not Real Madrid though, uh, because just fuck the Spanish media and fuck el chiringuito and 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 like Mo said, I'll speak if I speak. You know, but today I'm gonna speak, man. Listen, and and anyway, back to. So Atlético, we beat Atlético Madrid in the Copa del Rey. We're in the Copa del Rey. We're gonna face Barcelona. Hopefully, we don't. You know, show our ass against Barcelona and 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 get reamed again. But we'll see what happens because the attitude of this team has not been good lately. Aside from everything that's going on, the attitude of the team has not been good lately. They look tired. They look burnt out. Uh, there's no there's no uh, relevo. There's no uh, how do you say? There's no substitutes uh, that you can. There, there's no rotation that can possibly happen. Apparently, you know, in this team, uh, we have uh, Benzema out due to injury. We have uh, Mendy out due to injury now Courtois, so you know we're we're dealing with a lot of stuff and really no one to really back up those guys except one of our best prospects, best prospects in the midfield now having to play as a left back, which he's doing so because he's a freaking beast. He's absolutely amazing, and I'm talking of, of none other than Camavinga. So, um, anyway, listen back to Real Sociedad. Listen, you know, then we tied the game against Real Sociedad, and this was where I was. It was kind of funny to me because I actually thought the team played well and we were just unlucky against what was a solid, what is a solid Real Sociedad team. You know, they're a team that is currently sitting in third place. They've been playing some very good football under Imanol Alguacil. And, um, you know, they're not an easy team to beat in the last few years. I mean, essentially they, and especially this season, they've been playing very well. Uh, we had 20 shots total, seven were of them on target. But, you know, uh, Remiro in goal was, you know, actually having an amazing, amazing uh, uh, day. And some of those days, there's, there's some of those games where, you know, the ball simply doesn't go in. 
and 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 so this is where like the amount of vitriol and and hatred that I saw come out after this Real Sociedad game when we didn't lose we dropped points obviously but it was against the third place team which was actually playing very well um, and this is where I really sometimes question some people's Madridismo because criticism is valid but outright slander for the club um, that you supposedly love is weird to me because I understand that you're you're angry for dropping points. And that Barcelona continues to lead. But some of you, I honestly think, man, some, I, I watch some people, I read some people on Twitter. And I swear, man, uh, I mean, it is Twitter, though. So it's, it's a rotting cesspool of weirdness. But it's like where humanity goes to just misbehave. But some of you need to go outside, take a breath of fresh air. Maybe you guys got to get a girl. Maybe somebody needs to touch your pee-pee because, you know, you guys are way too angst, you know, have way too much angst. You need to meditate, pray to whatever God you believe in, and maybe get a hobby or two because you're taking this shit way too serious sometimes. Some of you guys are like, you know, slandering supposedly the club that you love and, and hating on everybody and everything. And I ask myself, is Real Madrid all you do? Is watching Real Madrid football and all the only thing you do in your life? Do you guys not have jobs? Do you guys not go to sleep? Do you guys not do anything other than watch Real Madrid football that it is in your mind, every waking moment of the day. And so much so that it infuriates you to the degree where you seem like you're going to smash the computer and, you know, have time to meme and, 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 and just be what it seems like be on Twitter all day, you know? Um, anyway, I mean, I'll get into that, you know, slandering Madridistas, but anyway, it's, it's some of you guys are dorks. I mean, and, and I really kind of love that word still. I think it's never going to go out of style, but some of you are dorks. And I honestly, you know, just question, I mean, cause I, like I said, criticism is fine. Criticism and criticizing the club doesn't make you any mess, less of a Madridista, but I think like hating on a lot of these players, I mean, I, you know, and I'm going to get into it a little bit later, but I feel like players, athletes, players for a club, you know, yes, they play football and you were passionate about it. Uh, and, and I think in any sport, you're passionate about the athletes, but I, I don't think they owe you anything. I don't think they owe you as fans anything. Sometimes they do it out of the goodness of their hearts. There's those really good players that just love the crest and love the team and, and will do anything to please the fan base. And those are some players. And then there are other players that play because they get a big check at the end of the day. But, you know, and, and, you know, those players are sometimes hated, but hey, it's a business, baby. You know, um, anyway. Real Madrid, next game, Real Madrid then beats Valencia. And, well, you know, you know what? It's crazy. Um, whether or not they, I, you know, never or not, I have an Valencia, I know that they hate us, but it's kind of hard to believe, but I've always had kind of a soft spot for Valencia. And it's just kind of crazy to see how bad that team has become under this asshat that they have, which is Peter Lim, uh, who's their owner, and how, like, just the guy has no care for that team. You know, um, and I don't say this because you have to be a Valencia fan, but it would be like it'd be like Real Madrid getting an owner that does doesn't give a shit about Real Madrid, you know, and then essentially like driving the the, you know, really just trying to make money from the club, but then driving the club into the ground, you know, and and maybe he doesn't he doesn't care whether they win titles or not, but it's kind of just a constant churn of money for him, um, but and so I think the only way that they can really this is like a total sidebar, but the only way they could really afford to get uh, the only way that that guy will probably leave 
is if they get like relegated or something, or they get so bad that they have to like they go they 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 get relegated and team players want to leave and all that kind of stuff, and no one wants to play for that team anymore. And you know, essentially, there's like a whole riot in Valencia, and you know, that's that's the only way I see it get you know happening. They're gonna hit rock bottom before it gets better because this guy is 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 a virus. This guy is is, is terrible. And as much as you might dislike Valencia because you know yes they have they're they're one of those teams that has never been a fan of Madrid. But what team is really in La Liga now that we've seen, um, aside from maybe Espanol, because we have a mutual hatred for Barcelona. But aside from that, I mean, I really don't see what other team, you know, kind of, you know, um, <laughs> likes Real Madrid. But anyway, Valencia, I, it's just strange to see a, a club that that used to be one of the powerhouses in in Spanish football and, and in Europe too go go down so low, you know, and, and not low that they're going to get relegated right now. They're still, they were playing you know, getting an identity under Gattuso and and uh, now he's gone and uh, you're going to see what they're going to do. And, you know, I honestly think they just, you know, I don't think players would ever do that, but like to deliberately tank a season, you know, it's not like like in American sports where you tank the season, you get better draft picks, but that's that's kind of what they do, you know. Um, you, you wish they would kind of do, but that would suck. Um, but anyway, all right, let's let's get to the game from this weekend. Let's talk Mallorca. Terrible game all around. Depressing game. Uh, I walked away from that game, and not only because of the game itself, but like once again, the narrative, the, the thing around Vinicius, how he somehow deserves the bullshit that's coming at him. Um, and, and you know what? Part of me doesn't blame the Mallorca fans as much. Um, obviously there's a bunch of idiots that are there that are, you know, chanting racist shit, but that's just, you know, more of what I was talking about with there, there needs to be a revision of the culture and culture. They need to be educated in that country and, and understand, um, you know, understand things or, you know, the federation, the club has to step in and get rid of these idiots, you know, and, and they should, like I said, no quarter, no quarter, absolutely no quarter for these guys. You find them, you identify them and you ban them. You know, and and get them out of the stadium, and or you know, as a league, you as much it might suck, but listen, everybody feels the pain when their wallet gets hit, and so if Mallorca, as a club, doesn't want to respond to this, then you got to hit them where it hurts and make them play in an empty stadium. Can't sell tickets, can't sell tickets, and all you got to do is play in an empty stadium. Which is, you know, what they've done in other countries, what they've done, like FIFA has done it, has 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 come down on, on teams like that. That is what needs to be done. If that's what needs to be done, then they need to do it. And who cares if the team suffers financially? That's the point of a punishment. But going back to the football, um, you know, let's I mean, anyway, there are a few teams I I there are a few teams I hate in La Liga. Barcelona because they're just, you know, our eternal rivals. Atletico because I think they're racist scumbags. Sevilla because Cristóbal Soria from El Chiringuito can eat a dick. And now Mallorca. Um, I feel like someone needs to re remind Mafeo and uh, Raillo or however you pronounce his name, but who cares anyway because he's in 10th, uh, that they are in 10th place. Congratulations on beating Real Madrid once in your miserable lives. Look, I'm not going to defend our play uh, in this game because we were terrible all around. We lacked attitude. Uh, Vinicius let them get in his head. Um, but Hernandez, Hernandez also let them, you know, 
kick Vinny Jr. with impunity consistently throughout the entire game. Um, and, you know, it just made me, like, miss, you know, you know, and when I say that we lacked attitude, the team also lacks personality in these situations. Now, when, you know, when you're in these heated games, it's like if, if Hernandez Hernandez wants to, you know, is, is going to be so permissive, right, in allowing fouls to happen, then, you know, that is when you needed guys like Sergio Ramos. Like, I really long for those days, you know, when we had Fernando Hierro, Michel Salgado, uh, Pepe, Sergio Ramos, Casemiro, etc. You know, which some of them are, that's, some of those guys are obviously a longer time ago, and some of those guys are a little bit more recent for you guys. But these guys that would break opponents if they dared mess with their teammates. Like, those are the guys, that type of attitude we're lacking now because it seems like nobody wants to do anything when 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 they're beating up Vinicius and they're kicking him and kicking him and kicking him. You don't see anybody but Vinicius basically going to the ref and arguing. Um, and maybe occasionally some other players. You know, but you really don't see it happening enough. Uh, where somebody comes out of the, you know, comes all the way from the back where, where Sergio Ramos used to do and pushes a player down or does something to kind of show, hey, man, what's up? Calm down, you know? But there's no attitude there, and we're just letting it happen. This team, as 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 tight-knit of a unit they are, I think we have a lot of good-hearted kids that haven't maybe, maybe haven't gotten their, their you know, their, their teeth haven't been, their, their colmillos, their teeth haven't been sharpened yet. And they need to sharpen them a little bit because this is this is how if this is how La Liga wants to play, then then this is how and Real Madrid has done it in the past, man. I'm not saying that you know, like the things that you know Vinicius getting kicked and all that kind of stuff. Um, my issue is more with the the narrative that's been created around him as some sort of villain, you know, than the kicking. You know, the kicking is one thing, but if they're going to be permissive in La Liga, then you need to have some attitude as a team and also go out there and protect your player. Um, and that's what I feel like we're lacking too. And I think Real Madrid as a whole, as an organization, really hasn't come out and 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 backed this dude up. You know, they've come out and said things. You know, when when obviously when you're hanging a, a doll from a, a bridge, um, and you're making monkey noises and you're being you know you know out and out racist, then obviously a a press release, a an apology, making making the an apology from the 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 opposing team's management, all that kind of stuff, you know that that's you know going to happen. But the attitude needs to happen where they condemn it and they they want reaction from the league, you know, and and where it doesn't get brushed under the rug, where it's like oh hand like when prosecutors or whatever it is these judges in Madrid when it's brought to them they're like oh well you know we should expect it because it's a, it's a rivalry. You know, and that's where I say it's brushed under the rug and it's a cultural thing that's happening in Spain where it's just festering this 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 racist hate because they just don't want to address the problem, you know, and and educate people on that man, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. And two, like you need to you need to start hitting them where it hurts. You need to hit them where it hurts. Or, you know, worst case scenario, man, I mean, I know it it hurts the teams. Walk off the field. I think it happened, um, a couple seasons ago in Serie A, I don't remember if it was Boateng or some player that got, um, I think it was Boateng, Kevin Prince Boateng, if I'm not incorrect, that he kicks the ball into the stands because stuff people were screaming stuff from the stands in Italy, um, which is, you know, another country that has obviously an issue at times with, with racism, at times, you know, 
um, a lot of times, unfortunately. And, um, you know, what they needed to do, and, and I think the team, he started walking off the field and was like, I'm not playing anymore. And then I think the team or the team followed him, and then it was like the other team basically begging them and trying, and then also turning the other team turning on their fans and basically telling their fans to shut up, you know? So that's kind of the thing that we're going to end up seeing in Spain if this continues. Because I think the people from El Chiringuito, who I'm blaming this completely on, um, you know, because they're the ones who started this whole narrative of Albinicio being a provoker and he's provoking people and all this kind of stuff. They are the ones that continue all this narrative and painting him as some sort of villain, you know? Um, but anyway, man, it's, it's, you know, so, but the game against Mallorca, man, Asensio missing that penalty. I don't know why Carle Ancelotti didn't let Rodrigo take it. Um, you know, he said it was because he missed the penalty in the World Cup, but then you put it against Asensio who, you put Asensio there who, you know, I guess it, you could be said he's facing his old team. It's it's Mallorca. They're also going to be pressuring him too. I I I think Rodrigo would be the more level-headed one in that situation to take it. You know, uh, maybe he wanted Asensio to be the guy who scored. Who knows, man? Because of his you know background in in Mallorca and being there essentially, but bad call, terrible terrible kick. You know. I think, you know, watching it again in, in slow motion, obviously it's a little bit easier to tell, but, you know, professional goalkeepers are professional goalkeepers. Um, they're they're there for a reason. You know, it seemed like you could read that from a mile away where he was going to kick it. You know, so, you know, he takes forever to make take the step up, and then finally when he kicks it, you know, um, what's his name, Rajkovic or whatever, um, the goalkeeper from Mallorca stops it, and it, it seemed like an easy save because it was a terrible penalty. And that was the only shot we had on goal. And then aside from that, the only goal that was scored in the entire game is an own goal. Because nobody steps up. I forgot the name of the player. I think it's Danny, Danny Rodriguez or something like that. Um, but nobody steps up. Rudiger gives him tons of space. Um, I think Carvajal is also there. It gives him tons of space, tons of time to like pin, pick out where he wants to put the ball. And you have Muriki or Muriki. There. Yeah, Murici or Muriki. You have him there who's, you know, he's scored on us before from headers and he's been doing that with Mallorca and you leave it wide open for him and it's kind of like if he wouldn't have gotten to it, I mean, if, if it didn't hit Nacho, you know, obviously, but it wasn't Nacho's intention. I mean, Muriki, it, it, it overshot Muriki slightly to where it hits Nacho instead, you know, and he's trying to clear it. I get it. And the ball ends up in the back of the net, but it was just bad defending all around and, and you know, I don't, fault Nacho for the for the so much for an own goal that was you know kind of almost placed exactly on the head of the striker that kind of would have scored that um and we were lucky that you know I guess we were kind of lucky but then unlucky you know we're lucky that it didn't hit Muriki's head maybe he would have missed it you know but then it hits Nacho so you know lucky for us that he overshot the cross but it ends up hitting Nacho's head and then just goes into the back of the net in a manner that there's no way that uh, Lunin could have gotten to it. So, I mean, and then just the attitude, man. No no desire to play until like maybe the last 10 minutes of the game. Benzema's gone. They're, they're beating up Vinicius left and right. He's obviously, you know, the, the fans have gotten to him. Um, and, you know, he's essentially out of the game. We were just terrible all around. 
Um, but like I said, I we I miss the attitude of like if they're kicking, we need somebody to go in there and start kicking back, man. And if it becomes a, if it becomes a brawl, then let it let it become a brawl. You know. I think it's important to keep your head, uh, and 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 I you know Real Madrid tries to, I guess, behave itself as this team with. I mean, I, I would say we try to behave ourselves with, with it, as a team with class, but you know we had guys like Sergio Ramos and Pepe who were very, very cutthroat, and and obviously you want some of those type of personalities on the team. You need that kind of defending um, at times, and um, and Casemiro too. Um, and, and in certain situations, like Vinicius' situation where he's getting kicked in area, I think sometimes it's important to take the high road um, and keep your head. But I think he's, he's been going on a long, a long time now. But if another team wants to start getting dirty, then you need players that can that can get dirty too, you know. And if the refs are going, if if the refs are going to let things go, then you know let the field turn blood red until somebody decides to step in and stop it. You know, that's the ref's job. If the ref screws it up, that's on him. But if he's letting things go and, and you know and things get out of hand and somebody gets hurt, then that's on him. That's not on anybody else, man. You know. And and listen, I'll say, I have said it before, and I'll say it again. But um, I don't think a team should ever really talk about refs uh, when they lose. But the Spanish refs, man, have always been dog shit, you know. And I want to be unbiased because although I'm a Real Madrid fan, and we've had calls go our way, we cannot be biased. We've had calls go our way. Barcelona's had calls go their go their way as much as they want. But you know, the thing is, in La Liga, the refs are terrible. They've always been terrible. They make the worst calls, and I've seen them in games that have nothing to do with Madrid or Barcelona. Out of every league I've seen, they make the worst calls out of anywhere. And there's a reason very few Spanish refs, I mean, look at, there's a reason very few Spanish refs attended the World Cup. And there's also a reason that Mateo Laos had possibly the worst refing performance in the entire World Cup. The entire world saw how terrible this guy was. And it's because he comes from this Spanish federation. I, you, I think you put it not this and not this out there, he does the same shit. You know, you put anybody out there, they're going to do the same thing. They're absolutely atrocious. The Spanish federation and La Liga are just a rotten cesspool of bad refs and terrible VAR decisions. And you have guys... Like uh, what's this guy, the 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 guy on El Chiringuito defending them at every turn because he thinks he's like some sort of ex- expert on refing. When you know it's been shown time and time again that they're they're garbage, man. They're garbage refs. And the problem is in this situation, the refs let it go too much with Vinicius. And look, this is where I'm going to talk about this whole situation. I'm going to bring it back to that whole racism narrative thing. That whole thing. Um, not narrative, sorry, the racism situation and the narrative they built around it. You can't tell me that the treatment in this league doesn't have racial, the treatment of Vinicius uh, doesn't have racial undertones to it. It's been a narrative constructed by a few dipshits in the media like El Chiringuito, you know, because tell me how, how Vinicius is a villain. Somebody explain it to me. How is he a villain? For kissing the badge at halftime? Because listen, if you're a Mallorca fan, and a player kisses a badge, a, ki- a player kissing a badge during halftime and aiming it at the at the crowd, basically showing you know, listen, I am part of Madrid, I love Madrid, whatever. This is my team. If that hurts your sensitive feelings, you're a soft fucking human being, man. Since when is a player dancing after scoring provocation and disrespectful? 
honestly, man, you know, that Chiringuito started with that narrative and now they love to keep harping on it. And now they're not the only ones now that are talking about it, man. And the funny thing is, man, Brazilians dance and they've danced forever. South Americans dance, they've danced forever. And whether it's at a funeral, at a birthday, or especially after scoring a goal, it's an expression of joy. It's not directed at anyone in particular. You're going to tell me that Vinicius' so-called provocation is new to football, like he's doing that, this is new, that like this thing of him like kissing the badge, like a player kissing the badge is a new thing. You know, that him dancing in the corner flag is a new thing. Like that's something that no other player has done. How is this man a villain? I don't understand how people are, are calling this guy a villain and, and, and this narrative continues. Ronaldo had his calma calma celebration. Raul shushed the crowd. Messi took off his shirt and showed the number of the jersey to the crowd after scoring the winner against, against Madrid in the Bernabeu. All great players that were provoking at one point, they provoked the crowd. But that's football. That's gamesmanship. And, and that's in any sport. You know, you have guys doing touchdown dances and, and getting hyping up the crowd and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, you know, I don't see Vinicius flicking off the crowd, man. You know, the only thing, it happens in every sport. The winner celebrates and the loser, you got to take it. But see, Vinny's problem in this league for me is twofold. He's black and he plays for Real Madrid. And that's not to say, you know, obviously you're going to come and tell me, oh, because there's other black players in Real Madrid, Camavinga, and, you know, these guys, and they don't have... Dude, because they're, they're not out there. They're not the main attackers. They're not the main focal point of Real Madrid. He is one of our best players. The other team knows that he's one of our best players. You know, that's why they're doing what they're doing. That's why they're going after... That's why they don't go after Rudiger. That's why they don't go after um, David Alaba or Mendy. Or Camavinga, because these are not guys that are like constantly going out there and and scoring goals. They are, they're most of those guys are in the defensive half. That's not what they're doing, you know. But they're doing it against Vinicius because obviously he's been, you know, he's propped up as this star player. Um, he's very good at what he does, you know, when he's got his head on straight like he was last year. But I think it's gotten to a point where obviously he's starting to feel like he's getting fouled a lot and who knows what else is being said to him. And, and you know, and and uh, and I think his problem is, you know, aside from the, the him being black and being part of Real Madrid is he's too flashy for some players. Maybe it's because, you know, honestly, I think it's, it's in Spain. It might be because he's making a lot of Spanish players look like shit, you know, and they can't handle it. Yeah, I don't want to like generalize about Spain, like I said, um, but I'm South American and 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 I bring it up, you know. But maybe they can't handle that. Brazil has won five World Cups and they only have one. Maybe that South American players tend to put a lot of their local boys to shame consistently when they come to the league. Maybe it's that, but maybe but that's obviously too much. Of, maybe that's too much of a generalization. <laughs> but you know, the thing is, man, it's it's <laughs> the thing is, it's it's. It's painting Vinny Jr. as a villain that he's not. Have, have any of you seen an indication of him being disrespect, disrespectful off the field? To fans, to people, to anyone? Even on the field, I don't think I've ever seen, aside from what his satyrs say, the only thing that they have to go on are the fact that he, that, you know, aside from what his, his satyrs, haters say about him being prov provoking people, the only thing I've seen from Vinicius is that, that that is provocative is the fact that he scores goals and dances after them. He dives. You know, he dives. Yes, he dives to get fouls. 
uh, when people foul him. You know, he laughs. He argues with the ref. He kisses the badge. But, you know, somebody show me a player that doesn't, that doesn't, that hasn't done that at one point. You know, this is La Liga. This league is, has, you know, it's one of the leagues where I've most seen this happen, where it is somebody gets fouled and everybody from the team swarms the ref. Absolutely swarms the ref. I've seen it very happen. You know, it happens in the Premier League, but I don't see it happen with the way it happens here. It's like ferocious swarming of the ref. In the top five leagues, it's the place where I most see it and it's comical. And that's why I'm saying, man, like sometimes, man, I step back and I look at La Liga and I'm like, fuck, man. As much as I love Real Madrid, fuck this, this, this league, man. You know, I watch Champions League football and I love the way it is because you don't see all this crap. You know, sometimes I watch Premier League games and it just, it seems like the games go off without a hitch, you know? I like La Liga football more than I like Premier League football, but I feel like the games don't have this drama and this craziness narrative, these narratives and all this bullshit behind them all the time. Maybe back in the day when there were hooligans and there were ultras and, you know, whatever you want to call them and they were in there and they were causing problems and they were causing a ruckus, you know, and, and, and yes, there is racism. And listen, there's racism in every single top five league. Everywhere. But, you know, one of the things, I don't know if I want to bring his name up, but he was a guy I was talking to on, uh, on Twitter. Maybe I won't bring his name up. But anyway, he was he's basically talking about how um like no leagues are free of racism. You know, essentially he was just talking about um I'm trying to look here. What? Uh yeah, but anyway, he was just talking about how essentially, you know, the the leagues I mean, he was talking about how, you know, sometimes he just doesn't like watching La Liga for for certain reasons. And and then I just, you know, that, that there's not enough being done against racism in, in La Liga. And and I kind of said, you know, that I'm tired of the, you know, I'm tired of just the the occasional, the occasional press release, the occasional, you know, apology. Um and then, but then like, you know, sort of the rest of the league turning a blind eye and just sweeping it all under the rug, you know. You can say what you want about the United States when it comes to racism. There is a lot of racism here in America. I live here in America, you know. But there's no brushing under the rug of it, you know. And when people try to do it, they're called out on it. It's called out, you know. It's brought to the forefront. The whole kneeling for the national anthem, the kneeling that they do against racism in the UK, that all started with Colin Kaepernick. I mean, it started with that, you know. And it started because, you know, it was about racial injustice and then, you know, people on the right want to turn it into to into into being you know against patriotism, against you know against being the uh, against the flag, against the national anthem. When that's not how it started, and it was actually given the the idea was given to him by a green beret, which is essentially a you know, you know a, a high not a high ranking, but essentially a very very like essentially like special forces, like a guy who's seen combat, who's been in in battle, and saying you know maybe the best way for you to respectfully. Uh, respectfully protest, you know, what you feel are racial injustices in America is to kneel during the national anthem. To kneel. To kneel. Since when is kneeling disrespectful, man? 
you know? Kneeling. A lot of places, like in religion, we kneel to show respect, to show, we kneel to show basically like submission, you know? It's not like he gave the flag a finger or like grabbed his crotch during the during the, the during the anthem. He kneeled, one knee on the ground, man. And they want to turn it into something crazy. And listen, I'm not I'm probably more left than right, but it's it's insane to me because you know, there's a lot of things on the left that are too crazy for me too. But you know, I'm, I'm just saying like there's it's it's crazy to me that that was the narrative that was brought up. But the thing I'm saying is that at least in America we try and I see that in the UK, they try, they, you know, they, they bring them the, the races. They try to bring this whole, you know, they've had situations, obviously, with, the, you know, during the Euro Cup, after losing the Euro Cup, where, you know, they were they were bad mouthing. What was it? Saka and Jaden Sancho and Marcus Rashford, you know, three players that have been absolutely, I think, phenomenal. Uh, definitely guys like Saka and Rashford. Um, and Yenon Sancho, you know, he, he had an amazing time at Dortmund, hasn't had it as much at Manchester United, but they're playing for their, their home country, man. And you're going to bat them out them because they, you know, and you're going to, and the thing is you don't bat them out them because they, they, they didn't. You know, so to add insult to injury, if you want to criticize, and that's the thing I have against this whole thing with Vinicius, it's like, if you want to criticize him because you don't like the way he plays, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. That's banter. That's fine. Oh, Juvenicius, you suck. Sing it. You know, he's terrible, whatever. They did it to Ronaldo for years. They did it to players like Messi for years. You know, they'll they'll hack them and they'll do that. And, and refs will protect, you know, those players. But we're not seeing that with Vinicius. We're not seeing him be protected except for when Paulista almost tried to take his leg out the other day, which is crazy to me because he's Brazilian too. You know? But, um, you know, and... and <laughs> Maybe it was because he had already gotten past him and he scored and he scored on Paulista and the guy was frustrated. I don't know. But he lost his mind in that game. But it's it's just crazy, man. Like this, this, this bullshit. How and like I said, going back to the UK, like at least they try, man. They're trying to stamp it out. You screw up in the league, you do that shit, and you know, they're gonna find you and they're gonna fine you or they're gonna kick you out of the stadium and they're they're trying to ban people, man. Like, stop bringing that shit to games, man. No one has to endure that thing. If you dislike somebody's playing ability or you think they're doing bad, even if sometimes it's your own players, you know, then then say it. But I don't understand why it, like, when it dive, when your only argument starts going into talking about the color of their skin, then you're no longer talking about football anymore. You're bringing in, now you're bringing in racism. Now you are being a racist and you are being a fucking dick. And you deserve, like I said, no quarter. No apologies good enough, nothing. You're done. You're out of the stadium for an extended period of time unless you learn your lesson or whatever, man. You know, and, and you come back with your tail between your legs and maybe, maybe, but it's something that needs to be stamped out completely. You know, and and it's just not. It's not happening in, in La Liga or in, in, in Italian football. They, you know, 
You know, you, you've seen it with guys like Lukaku, like I brought up the whole idea with Kevin Prince Boateng. I've seen it before in, in other things in La Liga. And, 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 you know, in La Liga too, when I think when Neto played for Mallorca, he was getting, uh, when Samuel Neto played for Mallorca, he was getting all sorts of things being said to him um, in one game. And it's crazy, man. Like, think that, that, that people just get like that. So now it's the tables of turn. When he played for Mallorca, that was what happening. I don't know if he, it was when he played for Mallorca or if when he played for Barcelona. But either way, it happened. And it's the same thing. It just was Spain more than 10 years ago. And the shit keeps on happening. So it's not, you know, it's not something that it's being, it's being completely brushed under the rug. You know, and then you have a player responding and, and, and what's going to end up happening. And this is what's going to end up happening. Either someone's really going to hurt this kid. Vinny, or he's going to lash out, which part of me, dude, if he lashes out and decks somebody, fine, take the red card, dude, and then get out of that fucking league. Honestly, guys, as a Real Madrid fan, the way I'm seeing this going is that Vinicius is going to pick up and leave because there is going to be, with the amount of money that's happening right now in well, we'll see what happens with Manchester City. But with the amount of money being floated around in the Premier League right now, somebody come come to Vinicius with a big offer and say, listen, man, we're going to guarantee you that we're going to back you. We're going to support you. No one's going to no one's going to chant. No one's going to say shit to you. No one's going to make monkey noises or whatever. You know, in the media, we're going to, you know, we're in the media. We're not going to, you know, create some crazy witch hunt against you, you know, Um and we're going to protect you, man. We're going to back you 100%. Come and play for Chelsea. Come and play for, for Newcastle. Come and play for Manchester United. Come and play for, like I said, Manchester City. We'll have to see what happens. But come and play for Arsenal. And uh, honestly, man, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if the guy takes it. Says, gives a big middle finger to La Liga. Says, Real Madrid, as much as I love you, Madridistas, as much as I love you, I can't take this crap anymore. I'm done with this. I'm out of here. But maybe that's what they want. They want a star player. Now, the funny thing is that say, they say they want, but essentially what's going to happen is La Liga is going to lose its some of its stars. You know, it's already happened. You know, Messi's gone. Cristiano Ronaldo is gone. Benzema is aging. Um, at this point, who do you have? Lewandowski is not going to be at Barcelona forever. He's also an aging uh, an aging player. Um Gavi, you you can say I I still don't I, I I'm still not going to say that the kid is a I think you know it's it's all hype. Pedri I would say is one of your stars there, and um, you know, and who else? Up and comers, Camavinga, Chuameni, you know, who else did you have there? You have you have star players, man. You have good players, young talents that are probably. A diamond in the rough, but not even, but even look at La Liga right now, man. There's no way to advertise these guys. There's no way you can't even, you can't put videos on social media. You can't advertise La Liga for them because they won't let you. They're going to, they're going to bring down your social media accounts. It already happened to me. You know, I got my, I, I posted a clip of a, of a, of a play and you know, I got my social media taken down. So never posted anything about La Liga again. And then you have highlights all the time. Being posted by different people showing on highlights or at least little clips of goals from the Premier League. Sharing them and 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 that's what happens. They're doing a better job of promoting their product, and La Liga is just shitting the bed. Shitting the bed. 
And at this point, with this whole thing that they've built around Vinicius, man, and, and these these idiots that you have on the TV there in Spain, you know, this terrible Spanish media, which, you know, the, the only ones that I think you can actually listen to are most of the guys that I listen to from, from Spain are guys that are on uh, on YouTube. They do a better job of covering the sport and, and being less, uh, or at least, you, you know, you follow the ones that you like and you don't follow the ones that you don't like. And uh, you leave the, the 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 basically the the circus to the clowns, like El Chiringuito and 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 other Movistar and and DAZN or whatever you know all these things that you you know all these things that they just kind of they want to promote some sort of narrative. Although I saw some commentators from DAZN actually bringing out, actually saying some you know talking about racism and trying to bring light to it. But you know it's it seems like it's all because they they have to go through. My problem with it is that it seems like they have to go through the motions of trying to seem offended by the fact that there's racism. Not that they're genuinely offended by it. Not like me, like that I'm telling you right now. And I'm not even black, man. But I have many friends. I have many f colleagues. I, 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 for the, for the, all my life, you know. I, uh, there's so much stuff about African American, American culture in America that we, that we pick up and that we absorb, you know, and so many quality players all over the world of the, in, in the world that are, are, you know, are black players and players from every other country and every other creed and, and Muslim and Jewish and, uh, Catholic and Christian and orthodox or whatever you know and, and 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 there should be no reason that any of that stuff needs to be brought up and and yelled at a person simply because you don't like how they play a game so it's ridiculous to me man you know and 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 really it saddens me i've been kind of bummed out because it's kind of like you know i love real madrid i love this team uh, I'm going to support this team, but I don't particularly like the league that they play in. Um, and, you know, and even if they were winning, you know, if this was hap if, if this was happening to Vinicius and they were winning the league, you'd still be worried about it. Like, why isn't it stopping? Why are you not stopping it? You know, and 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 the thing, you know, the things is it happened to Neymar too. You know, it happened to Neymar, and Neymar ended up leaving Barcelona. But it happened to Neymar too. Um, but it was you could you could tell that the chance against Neymar for me, the chance against Neymar, while it happened to him, none of it is justified. But the stuff happening to him, him getting kicked and all that stuff, and him diving, he's still a super talented player. That's the reason, and and I've grown to respect Neymar so much more as time has gone on because you're like. You know, like you're like, wow, the, the things that he still is able to do, that he's I mean that he's able to do continuously, and he's still an exciting player and was always an exciting player, but he still kind of has that same mentality as Vinicius that I like is that he'll get kicked and he'll get up and he'll get kicked and he'll get up and he'll get kicked and get up and continue to do that and and continue having running at people and doing what he wants to do. But and and I just saw something today, you know, um, on Twitter about PSG and the ultras of PSG being against Neymar and how he doesn't say hi to them and all this kind of stuff or how he's disrespectful to the ultras. To the fucking ultras, man. You know? Like, 
Man, I think people don't understand that these people don't owe a shit. You know, like players don't owe you anything. No players owe you anything. They play ball, we watch, and we pay a lot, and they we pay a lot of money to watch them do it. You know? But they don't owe us anything. Their loyalty is to the team, but it's also because they're getting a check. And as much as you want players that that don't want to just think about money, money is a reason that they are at clubs. You know, at at big clubs too. They want to get paid. But they also want to play for the biggest and best clubs. But they want to play for the biggest and best clubs. Why? Because the it's it's a hand in hand. It's a business deal. It's a business meeting, essentially. I'm going to make your club big by helping you win titles. And you're going to make my name big because I am going to do it at one of the biggest clubs in the world. Like Real Madrid. And, you know, rivalries aside, like Barcelona, like Juventus, like Manchester United, like Manchester City, like Arsenal, you know, you know, all these teams at one time or the other, they've been solid teams, you know, whether they're going through bad times now, but they've been solid teams and they were the upper, upper echelons of teams, AC Milan, all these teams. You want to play there. You want to go there because you want to, um, you want to make a name for yourself, but you also want to earn money. But they also want to win trophies and they want to win money and they'll probably get money off of t-shirt sales and all stuff. It's a business deal. It is a relationship that you that this, these guys build. And the fans, we, we enjoy it. And you could say, oh, well, if without the fans, there would be no football. But yeah, without the top, you know, without these players, there would be no football either. Because let's be real. Let's dress all the bullshit aside. For all of you fans and all the Twitter Twitter, Twitter uh, warriors out there and all these guys that want to talk shit, to, you, you think about all the footballers that are in the world, all the guys that play football in the world. And then you think about the percentage of players, however many are on, let's say, Real Madrid. You know, you look at all the players that are on the, on the squad, let's say, at Real Madrid at Barcelona, at Juventus, at let's say at the top teams in the top 5 leagues in the world. What percentage of the what percentage of the global population of world footballers, professional footballers, mind you, what percentage are in the upper echelon in the top teams starter? No, let's make it like this. What percentage are starters for the top teams Let's say the top three teams in the top five leagues in Europe or at the top five leagues in the world, let's say, which happen to be in Europe. What percentage of professional footballers are they? And I guarantee you they're they're like not even 1%. These guys are the best of the best of the best of the best. That's the reason people pay to see them. That's the reason we pay to see them, you know? They don't owe you, but we don't owe them. We just, we're passionate about the sport, you know, but we don't owe them and we don't, and they don't owe us, you know. We play that they play the game because they love it and we love that they love it and we want them to win. And, and the thing is, the reality of the situation is you have all these teams going up against each other, top teams going up against each other. Once again, I'm talking to you, the Madridista. Listen, man, as much as you want them to win everything, they're not going to win everything because just like Real Madrid is one of the best teams in the world, there are other teams that are just as good and some days 
and some nights and some months and some years better than Real Madrid. And they win a game. They win a game. And then for you to lose your head over it and slander players and call them shit and get racial with them, which is crazy. I mean, I don't know if there's any players, there's any guy, but I've seen it before. I think there's Real Madrid, there's Madridistas that are racist and will go off on a rant on, on black players when they play badly for Real Madrid. You can't tell me that that doesn't happen. That happens. It 100% happens. And it happens for every other team. But those guys, those guys are fucks. You know, I don't I don't care about you guys. I don't give a shit about making you guys happy. And I don't care if Vinicius makes you happy or Camavinga makes you happy or Alaba makes you happy. I don't care. Because you're only going to celebrate them when they score and it benefits you. But you're not going to celebrate them for just being people. You know? And I think what's happening is this. We get lost in the fact that these are just people playing a game. They're not robots. They're human beings, man. They have personal problems. They have all sorts of shit going on in their lives for, you know, the peanut gallery to be throwing shit at them simply because they had a bad day at work. No one goes into your job and kicks you and, you know, you know, calls you names and, and calls, you know, calls your mother a whore because you didn't, you know, turn your spreadsheet in on time at work. But they do do it. You do seem, seems like you justify that you can do it to these guys simply because they win a shitload of money. It's the same thing that we have with like celebrities and all this stuff. That Because people are rich, then you're entitled or rich or successful. You're entitled to be a dick to them. And they just have to take it. Oh, well, if you didn't want, if you didn't want to be famous, if, I mean, if you didn't want to be, you know, shit on and talked about, you shouldn't have been famous, you know? Nah, dude, you're just a prick because they deserve every bit as much as respect as you do in your regular everyday life. They're just regular people too, man. Anyway, man, I'm, I'm going off on crazy tangents, but that's my shit, man. That's my stuff. That's what I'm going on about today. That's my rant. If you like it, you love it. If you, if I lost fans, whatever, man, I just, I like to talk about, you know, football and I love football and I hate seeing it and get, get, and I, and I, this kid is a 22 year old kid, Vinicius, man. You know, he's a 22 year old kid. And it sickens me that the Spanish media is building this entire narrative around them. Yes, I know that Neymar was kicked and Real Madrid players and Real Madrid fans celebrated it. Yes, I know that Messi was kicked. And why was he kicked? Because he's a talented player. Neymar, because he's a talented player. And defenders got so besides themselves trying to figure out what to do that they kicked the dudes. But there is another level to what is happening to Vinicius. It is being upped a level and is being fuel, is being added to the fire by the Spanish press and calling him a provoker when he's doing nothing to provoke other than playing the fucking sport. That is my rant. I hope it was understandable. I hope it was, uh, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I hope it was coherent. But anyway, it's just it just bothers me, man. It's like, come on, man. Can we, as, hum, as human fucking beings, can we be better people than this, you know? You know, and can the Spanish league, you know, get their shit together? And I know, you know, I said a lot of generalizations about Spanish people. It's not, you know, like I said, I keep on saying it's not all of Spain, obviously. But what it is, is that at a, at a, at a management level in a lot of these places, it is being done in a way where it's it makes it seem like it's just all being brushed under the rug. And like this guy on Twitter I was talking to on Twitter was saying, I mean, at least they're trying to do stuff. 
and there is progress, but we need to see more of it. And, it's, and, and you know, and, and all these people that are, that are on Benicia's ass, man, they need to shut the fuck up. You know, sit yourself down, have a Coke, shut the fuck up, man. you know, and that's it. You know, and I hope Vini keeps on doing what he's doing and, and, and dancing and doing what he's doing and scoring goals for Real Madrid. And I hope he doesn't leave. But part of me wouldn't be surprised if he does, you know, and and God forbid, if we do get Mbappé, what are they going to do? You, you really think Mbappé isn't a, isn't a guy that's going to provoke people with his with with the way he is? You know, it's not like he's a he's a he's like a a little sweet boy. You know, he'll get in your face. I've seen him do it before already in Barca against Barcelona at times. Didn't he tell Jordi Alba that if he saw him on the street, he was going to kill him or something? You know, like he's going to have the same rough antics, man. He's black too. You're going to do. You're going to drive him out of the league too, or is Real Madrid actually going to protect him? I don't know, man. It just bothers me, dude. As much as I love this club, some of the things that are happening are just so stupid. You know. And all right. So beside all that, guys. Follow us on Twitter. Follow uh, Twitter, Adinamas Podcast. That's mostly me on there. Um, that Adinamas Podcast on Facebook. Adinamas Podcast on, uh, what was it? On uh, Obviously on YouTube. Check us out there. Check out the podcast on um, iTunes or Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Tune in wherever you find your favorite podcast. But leave us a rating. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. It helps us rise up the ranks. But also, if you're listening to us right now and you don't watch the podcast on YouTube, check out the podcast on YouTube. And please, please hit that subscribe button and help us rise up the ranks up there too, man. Help us get up to the 1,000, you know, um, the 1,000 fans that we want to have, the 1,000 subscribers that we want to have on YouTube. That's our goal. Um, and with all that said, guys, a la Madrid, you know, uh, be nice to each other, man. Fucking respect each other, dude. It's just a goddamn game. Can you all relax a little bit? And then also to Florentino Perez and JAS, please buy some fucking players, man. Please. Because at the end of the day, it's not only on Ancelotti, it's on you guys too. The board, you know, and I'm obviously saying, I'm talking to this like they're listening to me. But hopefully, uh, you know, one day these guys, I'm saying it to you guys, hopefully we can all, you know, hope that these guys buy players and... Um, you know, that we need, these players need backup. It's not that they're bad. It's not that our players are bad. It's that they need backup. We need rotation. These players are shot. You know, it's a, they've played a massive amount of games and then there's no, there's no, uh, there's no backup for them. There's nobody to, to rotate them. So we're just, you know, tiring them out and they're going to be shot by the end of the season. God, we'll be fifth, sixth, you know, out of the Champions League spots simply because, you know, our board didn't have the foresight to understand that just doing with what we're dealing, just playing with what we have, although they're good and I and I have hope for them, aren't good enough in the sense that they can't do everything by themselves because there are way too many games and you run the risk of all of them being injured or all of them being fatigued and you're not going to win anything. And then what you're going to do is you're going to fire the coach and give a crappy lineup or a lineup essentially that is full of players that are injured, hurt, fatigued, jaded, and you're going to give them to another coach and you're going to try to have him make magic. That doesn't happen. So anyway, that's my that's my uh, rant for today. Thank you guys for listening. As always, a la Madrid, guys. I love you all. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'll talk to you again soon.
This has been Y Nada Más, al Real Madrid Podcast.